Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Universe Podcast. I'm your host Leo, here with my co-host Charlotte. Hello. And our guest Selina. Hi. Hello everybody. <laughs> Selina, this is your first time on the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Oh well, um, I'm 21 and I'm studying to be a teacher and I love writing. That's oh, pretty that's much nice. <laughs> all about me. Nice to have you here. Thanks. We're going to start with the reading called Hear Me Roar. Right? That's correct. Fire away. Okay, here goes. Something powerful lives in me. A creature entirely unique with a mind of its own. Something wild. Sometimes it just breaks free, goes for a flight to come back again brimming with joy. Sometimes this powerful force erupts, making the earth tremble, raising a thunderstorm, rattling the stars. I lose myself to it, yielding all control. Let myself be submerged until I am nothing. Letting my voice break free, roaring to the skies, joy and pain, anger and heartache. Becoming more and less, forgetting who I am, to become a song when I sing. Thanks. That was great. Thank you. This might be a weird and a stupid question, so I, I apologize in advance. <laughs> it's fine. But the title of your poem yes. obviously <laughs> made me think of Katy Perry. I know! <laughs> I know! So I was wondering if that was deliberate or if how, how that um, came to be. Actually, that's just how it felt to me, mm -hmm. because, well, if it's in the right, like, frame in the music kind of setting, my voice can be very powerful, and that's sometimes how I think of it. So, I know that it sounds a lot like Katy Perry, I know it was totally unintentional, and I'm kind of uncomfortable linking this to Katy Perry, <laughs> so I get your question, though. Yeah. That's unintentional. I see. Why does it make you uncomfortable? I don't know. I think it's so cliche. I oh, don't want okay. people to just read the first couple of lines and think it's, oh, that's just cliche. Like, mm. that's not the intention I have when I wrote this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, she's a great singer. Nothing against Katy Perry, but it still just sounds cliche. And the topic of her song is quite differently to what I wrote in this one. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if you constructed this piece, like from the beginning, did you think, okay, I need, I, I don't want any rhymes or I want, I don't know, the structure to be like this and that? Actually, not really. Um, I had a concert, I think the day before I wrote this, and afterwards, like the day after, I just sat there and was thinking about what a huge success it was and how much fun it was and how I enjoyed it. And there's actually a recording of the song I sang at that concert and I listened to it afterwards and I was like, whoa, okay, that so just does not sound like me. And so I just wrote that feeling of that moment and the feeling in the concert. So it's actually, I actually pretty much stayed the way I first wrote it. So there's no construction there at all, actually. Okay, so it just represents what you felt in that moment. That's cool. Pretty much. Mm. And so that concert of yours, you're a musician, I assume. I'm a singer, but more like for myself. Okay, so not in a band or anything? 
No, not really. I'm in a choir as of recently, mm-hmm. but I join a choir week once a year, and there's this huge concert at the end of it where mm-hmm. everybody just shows what they did the whole week. Mm-hmm. And in one of the groups, we have pop songs. So, mm-hmm. what did you sing? <laughs> I sang "It's Raining Men." Ah, awesome. <laughs> cool. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thanks. Um, what choir did you join? Oh, uh, I'm in the Landesjugendchor Niederösterreich. Okay. So. Okay. Because there's also a choir at our department, I think. Yeah. Hey, shout out. Department? Yeah, yes. shout out to the people from Enquire. <laughs> True. Okay. I did not know that. But I hear they're kind of competitive, so kind of you have to really. They have auditions. Okay. That's what I heard at least. Um, I find it interesting that you said you didn't give it a deliberate structure because I noticed that the paragraphs, or some of them at least, start with the same word or sentence, which is kind of cool because you probably unintentionally added some anaphora (laughs) and other sadistic things that, yeah, Um, (laughs) I kind of like that. If you uh, get a chance to read or hear more of my writing, you will see that I do that almost in every single piece. I'm very strong at an effort, so that's just my style, I guess. I, I sometimes do that as well, because at least for me, it's... Poems sometimes spring from a single sentence out in my head, mm-hmm. and then I just riff off of that sentence mm-hmm. and have each stanza be one way that's going away from that mm-hmm. sentence. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, yeah. Which theme do you think is stronger in the poem? The theme of self-expression, which I would see in something powerful in you that breaks free, or the, feel, the theme of rather leaving oneself behind, like, let myself be submerged until I'm nothing, and then the the thing you left what you left out put a song. Mm-hmm. What do you think is more, or was it kind of both that you felt? I think it's kind of a war between the two themes because this is like one of the most I don't know self-representing self-expressions. Sorry, um, of me and who I am when I'm singing. So I'm really putting myself out there and this is really something I'm passionate about. So it would be self-expression, but still there are sometimes moments, especially in a concert or maybe in a theatre play, anything that you perform, that at one point everything just becomes a blur and afterwards it's like, well, that was supposed to go on for like three hours and it felt like five minutes. Mm-hmm. So both. I'm very much expressing myself, but it felt like like it was over in a second. Mm-hmm. So I am losing myself because afterwards I can't remember what I did half the time, like how it passed so quickly. Oh yeah, I know that. So it's, it's kind of a weird state of mind. Yeah, totally. Uh, stage state of mind mm-hmm. where like half an hour later you're like, oh, what the hell, where where the time go and what did I do? <laughs> and I can't even remember half of the things I did. Exactly. So I guess both. Yeah. Maybe in the moment of the concert where this, these feelings like were conjured or created, it was more self-expression, but afterwards it was more like, 
I kind of lost myself there. I can't remember half the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, both. <laughs> it also reminds me of how when you write these poems in the moment, it can often happen that, like, weeks later, you think you read it back and you think it's very good, and you, you think, no, I could never write anything like this again. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's difficult, but also cool. It is. Speaking about the content of your poem, I mean, you said this is what you feel like when you sing, but I also kind of had the notion that this is something that could be applied to other moments in life when you don't sing. Um, I mean that I have a feeling that often there are societal norms of how we are supposed to behave or what's acceptable behavior. And I really like your poem because it's contradicting them. It's saying, I want to break free and I want to shine. I want to put myself into the light for for a short while, but still. So I was wondering if breaking free was something that you yearned for in other moments of your life sometimes. Boy, somebody got me figured out quickly. <laughs> <laughs> short answer is yes. Um, Actually, yes, quite a lot. And I've always thought of singing as a very characteristic, like at least for me, characteristic way of expressing myself and breaking free. And actually, there's quite a lot of people when they heard me sing for the couple of first times or not actually singing, more like when they saw me at a concert and how much I enjoyed myself on stage and how like I can't stand still when I'm on the stage and mm-hmm. singing something I'm always moving around and I'm full of energy and afterwards people sometimes came up to me like who the hell was that where did you put that girl we've never seen her before mm-hmm. so yes actually <laughs> it's quite a fitting description <laughs> that you make here cool it's funny how you have kind of have a stage personality it's a I do. <laughs> Jack and Hyde situation. Just, so she, just not as bad. <laughs> sometimes come out when you're not on stage? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think so. Yeah, actually. I think so. Good, I like that. Because I sometimes <laughs> feel like there are moments where you need that in life. I don't know, when somebody's being a real annoying person, you know, and you want to tell them that they're not supposed to run into you just because they can, and then it would be good to have that kind of like that attitude from standing on stage and telling them to go mm-hmm. <laughs> themselves. Very nicely phrased. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that um, reading a poem in front of a group or from a crowd could activate the same kind of energy? Mm, not really. Maybe maybe in a different way, but like, as I said, I'm, I'm quite energetic when I'm singing something and I'm always moving around, I'm dancing along, whatnot, I'm engaging the crowd or something. And that would not be something I would do when I was reading a poem because mm. I think it's more... Sounds weird, but uh, this is like this piece, for example, or any piece of poetry, something more calm in a way. Mm-hmm. It can still be exciting, but I wouldn't 
like dance around while reading poetry. I think that would destroy the poem. Mm-hmm. At least most of the times. So maybe there's something that you can read while dancing. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's articles <laughs> that combine a dance and poetry. You could even try to sing this, like make it the lyrics of a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's actually quite true. Do you, just because it just came to my mind, do you ever write music? I tried because, you know, this cliche, I am a singer and I play very badly, but at least I do. I play the guitar, so sometimes I was like, I could try. <laughs> but so far, I've never turned up with anything that was actually worth hearing. But, I mean, you, you, you do know how to compose then, theoretically. I do, theoretically oh. speaking. That's pretty cool. Thanks. I mean, I like going back to performance and poetry. I've seen I've seen people when they read their poetry, kind of emote and use their hands. That's something poetry you can. Poetry slamming, I guess, goes into that direction. Yeah. Some of them are kind of kind of artsy in the way they perform. Sometimes I think they do it very well, but other times I think it distracts from their text. I think it has to be very deliberate. Yeah. And. Often, I mean, I guess it doesn't really doesn't really come planned, but some people are really good at it's like I'm setting deliberate motions to a specific point in a poem, and then like I don't know, mm-hmm. like taking your hand to your forehead or putting your hand over your eyes can be really a powerful thing to do if it's done in the right moment. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't distract, but rather kind of underline mm-hmm. what you yeah, just said. I'm mm-hmm. actually quite true. I actually saw like a YouTube video of a girl doing a poetry slam, and she was so powerful in her expression. She was like also moving along, using her hands. At one point, she was beating a rhythm on her chest or something. Mm-hmm. So I think there are people who can do that mm-hmm. quite successfully. But so far, I haven't noticed that I'm one of them. So. <laughs> If you sing for yourself, what kind of music do you like singing the most? Oh. Always, it's raining men. <laughs> um, no, not always. <laughs> um, the the easiest and quickest answer is pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Like I have, like I can sing classical music. So you might hear me sing in an opera once in a while, just for myself because I feel like it. Mm-hmm. But I would also try myself rapping sometimes. I'm really not good at it, but I enjoy doing it. So um, pretty much everything. If you give me any kind of song, I will sing along no matter if I'm... Like, it doesn't matter if I'm actually thinking about it or not. Sometimes I would just sing along without noticing. And then my flatmate would come over like, Hey, you're singing again. Like, wait, what? <laughs> I did? Like, yeah, you were. So, okay, sorry. <laughs> so everything but that kind of music that it's raining men would fall into it's more like party and like really like roaring as i put it in my poem mm-hmm. and more powerful but you could also like have me totally passionate about a really sad ballad so cool for this poem that you read you told us a little bit of how it came into being and what inspired mm-hmm. you to write it but i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit what generally inspires your poems or your writing? Well, there are many things that would inspire me. Usually the most generic thing would be if I'm feeling very strongly about something. Mm -hmm. 
I would totally like try to work through this emotion, whatever it is, by writing about it. So a lot of my pieces are not constructed at all because I like I'm mad at something and I can't just yell around in the flat. So mm-hmm. I take my notebook and I start writing all my anger down on the paper. Or sometimes I would be terribly sad and there would be no one around to listen. So some pieces, if I read them a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh my goodness, what set of mind was I in? when I wrote that so usually it would be strong emotions or a situation um but I have written for prompts when I'm bored and I want to like write something or have google different kinds of challenges mm-hmm. where they give you a quote or something to respond to so sometimes it, it's more planned but usually it would be like a situation or um yeah as I said an emotion I'm trying to work through mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked a lot about writing about emotions. Do you have any recurring themes or topics or also genres in your work? Yes, quite a few. I'm quite repetitive over the years, I think. Um, I have a lot of pieces that are written during travel or written about travel or any kind of set of mind that I get into when traveling, usually when I'm sitting on a train for some weird reason. There's quite a few pieces of that. I can point out at least 10 pieces in my, like my booklet that come from sitting on a train. Mm-hmm. Um, some of this, Charlotte realized early on would be about breaking free, quite a lot of them. And I have quite a lot about dealing with family and trying to work through difficult family situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, traveling and breaking free, those are kind of, kind of a match yeah. made in heaven. Yeah, and I mean, traveling... I totally get that traveling inspires me often as well. It's just that I don't know why sitting mm-hmm. in that moving thing and looking outside, seeing things, looking at the people with you, that often is kind of inspiring. Mm-hmm. For me, it's always, it's not even traveling like to distant location or anything, like in the sense of holiday or visiting someone you hardly ever see. For me, it's mostly moving back between Vienna and my parents' place. Mm. So I spend a lot of hours on the train and I'm always in the set of mind between who I am in Vienna as a student, as a young woman living in a big city. And on the other hand, who I am back at home as a daughter, as a sister, as an aunt mm. or something like that. So mm. these two personalities qu- clash quite a lot in my train <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I had a, a whole series of poems at the beginning of last semester about mm-hmm. that. They were they were very dark. <laughs> I, I think I, I, I opened the first meeting of last semester with one of my poems. <laughs> and there were loads of new people, lots of like like freshmen, fresh women, they fresh persons. They never came again. They never came again. <laughs> and one of them asked No, she didn't even ask. She was like the first person to react and she was like, Whoa, that was emo. <laughs> And she was never seen again. (laughs) Well, I guess some people just, I don't know, aren't right for our group then. I mean, if they don't want to stay, then they shouldn't, I guess. If that wouldn't make, I'm just saying that wouldn't make. If you don't want to stay, then you shouldn't. (laughs) That was very sassy of you. (laughs) I just mean, if they don't enjoy our meetings, yeah. what use would it be for them and us 
if they were there. Sure. I'm still just afraid I might have <laughs> I might have scared them away. I don't worry. No, you I didn't. Don't. If you managed to scare them away, they were never meant to be there in the first place. Because exactly. my first meeting was the last meeting of the summer holidays, and there was some weird shit in that meeting. Yeah. And you didn't manage to scare yeah. me away. <laughs> yeah. Like Those amazing pieces, but if you think about the feelings that probably originated in those pieces sometimes like okay but you didn't scare me away so good <laughs> you're more courageous than that <laughs> apparently um i was also wondering do you usually write poetry or prose or what, what, what do you call it oh it's it's quite a lot of poetry mm -hmm. i i think i try prose maybe once or twice but I'm not cut out for prose so I'm totally into poetry I see and where did that start? when did you start writing poetry? oh gosh um, I have to give you my best guess because I'm really not sure but I think maybe 15 maybe earlier but at 15 it switched to English so if there are any earlier pieces they're probably in German But I'm pretty sure I have some pieces when I was 15. Let's just say 15. And do you remember a moment where you wrote a poem, like very early on? I do, actually. Um, that's why I know it was 15 at the time. <laughs> because um, it's kind of childish. But in German class, we were asked to write a love letter. And I was like... Who am I supposed to write a love letter to? It's not like I have a boyfriend or anything. And like all the girls in class were like, oh my goodness, I'm writing to my crush and I'm writing to my boyfriend. And <laughs> just like, it can be either prose or poetry. And like, okay, I can write a love letter in poem structure. And I actually wrote it to my cat. <laughs> and I didn't give up that until the very last line of it. And afterwards, I actually had my German teacher read it. And by the way, it wasn't English, German class. It made so much sense at the time. And she read it, she was like, a bit, like, she looked at me like with this, what the fuck look in her face? Because one, I was 15, it was English, it was a poem, while all the other kids wrote, like, letters, and it was directed to my cat. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. But I mean, how great that her, her task that she assigned you made you keep writing, how amazing. Yes, actually, yes. And you said before that you wrote a few pieces in German as well, mm -hmm. but you've stopped. Yeah, I don't know. My English has always been better than my German for some weird reason, or at least in my imagination it is. And I felt more personal in English for some reason that I can't explain. And um, another thing is, if it's in English, my mom can read it. <laughs> so it Sometimes it was nice to know that even if she snooped around my room, she could never find my writing. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry about that, Mum. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> I still remember a time where we were asked in German class to uh, write a poem collectively. And me and a couple of other guys wrote a poem about interpersonal like interactions with computers. Was very weird. 
I wish I thought about permarand. Is publication something you think about or strive for? Um, at the moment, no, not at all. Because, um, as I said, my mum never read anything of my writing, neither did anybody else from my family. So most of them don't even know I write because they just <laughs> didn't notice and I didn't mention it. So you guys are pretty much the first people to get to read my writing. Mm. You're actually physically in a room with me and not some weird people on the internet. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still quite scared of um, publishing something with my name next, next to it. So no, not at the moment at all. Mm -hmm. so, so, so just a side note, we are weird people in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Not online, but we're real. <laughs> and also, I mean, I get it. I really do. But I'm just thinking, you wouldn't have to use your own name. You could always. Oh, I know. Have a different name. I do have a pen name actually. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still a new experience to have something like printed on a piece of paper with my name ne written mm -hmm. next to it. So I'm trying to get accustomed to that. So I don't know where that might lead me. For mm -hmm. me. Like, with my family, it's very much the same. And then one day I just... I mean, I, they knew I was in the Creative Writing Society. And then one day, I just said, well, we published a book. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from them since. Well, I've heard from them, but, but they, have, they haven't, like, talked about it. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not ostracised me from the family. I'm glad. <laughs> Why would they? I mean, you created something so great. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Uh, is there any place on the internet where people can find you or your work? Um, my work so far is on a poetry website under my pen name. Mm -hmm. So if you want to check it out, it's all poetry. Um, and my pen name is Lynn Mirror. So Okay, and the the, web, the website is called allpoetry.com, I think. Never heard about that. What's it like? Oh, it's it's quite okay. You just get to like put your stuff on the site and um, in order to get your poem like submitted so other people can read it on your profile, you have to give at least two reviews to mm. somebody else. Mm -hmm. So for every piece, there's at least one review, but it's sometimes a bit annoying because... It stays on the to review page until somebody put a review there and there's some people who just say thanks, like, great, thank mm -hmm. you for your comment. Mm -hmm. um, and others like me who take their time to really like comment on something that they liked or didn't like or maybe suggestions or anything. So yeah. There's always people who abuse the system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, Charlotte. Um, yes, as, as uh, usual, there is my blog that you can find uh, on detintenfish.wordpress.com But I haven't published anything in two months, I think. So, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll put everything in the show notes as usual. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, at Leo Engelmeyer, where I... Occasionally tweet and mostly just read other people's tweets. <laughs> this was episode 18 of the Universe podcast. If you enjoyed it and would like to hear more of us, 
make sure to subscribe to the Universe Podcast wherever you're listening to it. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review to tell us what you think and help other people find the podcast. And tell all your friends about it. Comments? Questions? You can reach us on Twitter, we're at PodUniverse, on Facebook, or on our email address, podcast at universe.univ.org. This podcast was edited and hosted by Leonhard Engelmeyer. The co-host was Charlotte Zertz. Our guest on this episode was Selina Pandel. On the editorial board for this episode was also Charlotte Zertz. I hope you visit this planet in the universe again. In the meantime, stay safe in space. Thanks for listening.